continually improve the overall performance of the cloud. You address the weakest link. The compute is not the weakest link anymore. It's now shifting to storage and networking. Hello, and welcome to Inside IT. In this podcast, technology for tomorrow's cloud. Cloud computing is growing and evolving every day. For IT, the move from previous models to a cloud-based infrastructure requires more and different technology to deliver the needed performance and flexibility. Cloud computing is real inside Intel IT, and in fact, it is one of our top three priorities for the year. That's AJ Chandramuli. My title is Intel's Cloud Computing and Data Center Industry Engagement Manager. There's a reason cloud computing is such a high priority for Intel IT. Actually, says Chandramoli, four reasons. Agility. Which for us means being able to provision a server in three hours and on a path two minutes from 90 days, the way it was before we implemented our private cloud. Efficiency. Being able to consolidate our servers to the tune of 20 to 1 and reduce our overall server count from 100,000 servers now down to 75,000 servers. Business intelligence. Being able to measure what's actually being used and reporting that back to business units so they can be smarter about what they ask for and what they use. And elasticity. Being able to scale resources based on user demand as needed. So the business case for developing a private cloud is compelling. But how do you build a cloud? How do you go from the IT environment of the past to the cloud environment of the future? In a virtualized environment, in a cloud environment, there are the factors of compute, storage, and network. That's Terry. Terry Yoshi, enterprise architect, and I work in Intel IT research. Yoshi says while each of the three factors is critical... I think the balance of those three, being able to get the appropriate balance in a cost-effective manner, is really critical. Intel itself provides a great example of finding the balance Yoshi speaks of. It's a multinational company with 90,000-plus employees working in design, manufacturing, and it has a huge office and enterprise component. As the cloud grows, the demands on infrastructure are great. We've seen our server compute growth grow by 45% year-over-year. We've seen storage and network growth by 35% and 55% year-over-year, respectively. Increased compute power, even in the face of consolidation, has helped make the cloud possible. And Intel can thank, well, Intel for continuing to make processors more and more powerful and versatile. It's been great in that it's allowed for more virtual machines, higher density of virtual machines, but that in turn has created a strain elsewhere in the system, in the overall system, and, and that strain has shifted to networking and storage. As we gain efficiency through that virtualization on server side, Terry Yoshi, we've been also working in parallel in gaining efficiencies of storage on the back end. As servers become more and more powerful and more and more capable, we're seeing the density and the number of virtual machine workloads increase. And so this leads to bottlenecks elsewhere in the data center, and particularly bottlenecks in storage and networking I.O., and hence impacting overall system performance. To deal with the bottlenecks, Intel employs a variety of techniques and technologies to create an efficient cloud. Some are widely utilized, such as thin provisioning, but any and all avenues must be pursued. We are also doing things that are quite drastic, like deleting data, and uh, some things we don't do very often, but we've done quite a bit of purging of our environment and cleanup of environment, which makes a, a big difference in how much capacity we have. Tiering allows data to be allocated to the right storage medium based on the performance needed. Yoshi says one exciting area Intel is looking into is automated tiering. The automation 
it allows us to go beyond just placing files at the appropriate tiers. It, it goes below the file level and chunks of data within a file can be relocated to a different tier. So it becomes even more efficient than humans managing files and file placement based on what the customers say they want. This is determination uh, based on usage where that data really belongs and very quickly. Data deduplication. Saving a single copy of a certain set of data rather than storing it 10, 15, or 20 times is another strategy. And we've seen uh, results that save anywhere from 25% up to 90% reduction of data footprint because of data deduplication, which is really incredible, but it's very dependent on your, uh, the type of data that you're storing. The company has also made a major investment in transitioning the network fabric to 10 gigabit Ethernet. One of the key investments or moves we've made to accommodate that growth is in transitioning our network fabric to 10 gigabit Ethernet. Again, AJ Chandramuli. That's had several business benefits for Intel. One is just the reduction in complexity. Can't say enough on that. Been able to reduce the number of cable switches and LAN ports. For example, being able to reduce the number of LAN ports from 8 down to 3, two 10-gigabit Ethernet ports and one 1-gigabit Ethernet port. More and more, solid-state drives are also playing a role in the storage strategy. The performance is great, and I think there are places where solid-state drives are excellent. In general, we don't have that many applications that require high I.O. or the type of I.O. that the solid-state drives can deliver. But as we do further consolidation and the virtualization on our server side and the concentration of I.O. and the actual data footprint, we're going to need some way of increasing the number of I.O.s we can deliver to our customers. Intel is also investigating automating many tasks whenever possible, looking to do deduplication in line rather than batch jobs and off hours, and finding new ways to handle the daunting task of managing archive material. It's an amazingly complex soup of technologies, processes, and policies that make up a private cloud computing environment. And it's a target that never stops moving. I'm afraid that our current growth rate may be conservative when we look in the future and some of the data that we'll be collecting in new applications and new environments that we'll be creating here in the next few years. For more information about the technology that powers the cloud or anything IT-related, go to www.intel.com slash IT. Coming up in our next podcast, a look at strategic planning. For Inside IT, I'm Paul Lancor.